Quiero decirle que me siento muy satisfecho de haber visitado Sudáfrica para participar en este gran momento Cuban President Fidel Castro first came to South Africa in May 1994 for Nelson Mandela's presidential inauguration. He was one of the world's leaders who put aside their differences for a day to witness the country's transition. Wearing his trademark green fatigues, Castro said he didn't think he'd visit South Africa so soon. We're a little bit too far away geographically. However, the events, the way they have unfolded, El have made it possible for us to be here. Angola wasn't so far off geographically, so. Yes, but there were other factors involved. And you want to start talking about a more complicated subject. It belongs to the past. In 1975, Castro sent thousands of soldiers to Angola to help the Soviet-backed MPLA. The liberation movement was fighting a civil war against the FNLA and UNITA to seize independence from Portugal. With the threat of communism on South Africa's doorstep, Prime Minister B.J. Foster deployed the Defence Force to boost the American-supported UNITA rebels. We have lost good and brave men. I pray that their families will find comfort in the thought that they died so that men, women and children could live free of the yoke of atheist, communist enslavement. The 50,000 Cuban troops only left Angola between 1989 and 1991 in terms of a South African precondition for Namibia's independence. I think that one of the most selfless pages that have ever been written in the world was that one. Never before so much was done with so little. Yes, it was worthwhile to sacrifice. Fidel Castro was born on a sugar plantation in southeastern Cuba on the 13th of August 1926. Armed with a Jesuit education and law doctorate, Castro attempted to overthrow coup leader Fulgencio Batista from the early 1950s for violating the constitution. In 1953, Castro was arrested and held in solitary confinement for more than two months after leading a failed attack on a military garrison. Although he was sentenced to 15 years imprisonment, he was pardoned in 1955. In exile in Mexico, Castro met the revolutionary legend from Argentina, Che Guevara. Together with some 80 exiles, they sailed in the Granma yacht to Cuba at the end of 1956. And from the Sierra Maestra Mountains, they waged a two-year revolution until Batista fled on the 1st of January, 1959. <laughs> of oppression for the tyrants The United States was one of the first countries to recognize Castro's government. But when he expropriated American properties and companies, Washington tried to strangle Cuba diplomatically and trade-wise. Castro simply thumbed his nose at the American superpower and forged ahead with his socialist revolution and one-party communist state. We do not have the multi-party system that in our country, it's the population 
la que nomina Which directly nominates candidates. Que so we have as many parties como ciudadanos as deseen citizens want to put up candidates. Yo tengo mis I would have my criticisms to the multi-party system because it divides and uh, disseminates the forces. Despite pressure to shun Castro, the ANC in government cemented its relations with Cuba from 1994. South Africa, for example, imported Cuban doctors and drugs, while Cuba imported South African minerals and machinery. When Castro again visited South Africa in September 1998, Cuba was a literate, educated and healthy society. But it was also an extremely poor one, without free speech or association. Mere disrespect, dissent, slander or propaganda resulted in detention, imprisonment, torture, death and exile. The Freedom Front and Democratic Party consequently boycotted Castro's speech in Parliament. He is no friend of democracy and is in fact an oppressor of human rights in his own country in that he has caused the summary execution of thousands of Cubans by a firing squad for political reasons. Despite this litany of abuses, Parliament welcomed Fidel Castro as a hero. The Cuban leader said South Africans were still not equal, despite the country's political miracle. There are still today two South Africans, which I should not call the white and the black South Africa. Esa terminología. That terminology should forever be dropped if you want to build a united and multiracial country. And this was his lasting message to South Africa. I think you have very able people, very clever people. You have expertise, you have the capacity of organization. And if you have peace, you will be able to get as far as you want. I'm Angie Kaplianis in Johannesburg.